Hello, everybody. Welcome once again to Vineyard Community Church as we continue on in the series that we're doing called Doing. And it's all about what disciples do and what that looks like. Before we do that, though, I wanted to, to remind everybody we're doing a beach barbecue baptism next Saturday out at Bay Honda, which is the uh, 21st. And we'll be out there from 10 to 12, and we'll, uh, we'll have fellowship and, and worship out there, and it'll be a lot of fun and, and a big barbecue when we're done. We'll baptize anybody that needs to be baptized. You need to be baptized if you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and you haven't been baptized. That's a non-negotiable. We need to take care of that, all right? So we'll be out there. Other people will come out and get baptized because they don't remember their baptism. I'm not saying that your baptism didn't take whenever it was, but if it's, it's not a memory you have, I would encourage you to think about making a memory because it's a very powerful thing. And so others will come for that. If you want to come out and get any part of that, just come and see me. Now, with that in mind, this week I walked into my office uh, one morning, and there on a chair was this box um, and it was wrapped up in wrapping paper, and actually it was wrapped in a map, Florida map. It was kind of interesting. And I'm like, what in the world is that? And I, I opened it up, and I, you know, I took the paper off, because it didn't say who it was or what it was from or anything. And, I, and so I, I, I opened the box, and i got to say, I was, opened it cautiously, because you never know, it's going to be a box of snakes or something. And, uh, and uh, I opened it up, and there's a note in the box, and it said, um, Florida Keys Winter Baptism Suit. And look what somebody gave me. <laughs> See, now, this is cool stuff. Because, look at that. Yeah. When I talk about the baptism, I always say that this time of the year, if you get baptized this time of the year, you'll remember it because it's a little chilly out there. And then I always tell the story where I'll baptize everybody's out there and then I'll say, anybody else, anybody else, anybody else? And then, okay, and I get out of the water. And invariably, ten minutes later, somebody says, oh, I want to be baptized too. Not a big deal in the summer, but a much bigger deal in the winter. But check this out. We could baptize all day in this thing. You know what I'm saying? I'll be styling. Of course, it's really not fair for me to be all toasty warm. <laughs> for everybody else to be freezing. But um, I don't know who did it. But God bless you because it's cool. So I thought you'd enjoy seeing that. That's the... Florida Keys winter baptism suit. I like it. I should uh, I should complain about more stuff, I guess. <laughs> Very cool. All right. I thought you'd get a kick out of that. And uh, we're in this series called Doing. It's about doing what Jesus did, about following him, about what it means to be a disciple. Uh, doing, we've said, is what should spring forth from a life of being, being in relationship with God and others. And we're using the Gospel of Matthew as a foundation for this series. And over the last few weeks, as we've been working through Matthew, um, we've talked about developing the heart of a disciple, which we, we've got to keep talking about. It's a very important part of the process. Um, uh, about the importance of developing a private relationship with God. Jesus talked all about that. He talked about praying and, and forgiving and fasting and giving and all those things. We talked about the importance of not being judgmental. We talked about treating people the way we want to be treated um, and, the, and the golden rule and how important that is for us and the difference between that and the law of reciprocity. The law of reciprocity is kind of what happens in our culture where um, we tend to treat people the way they treat us. 
But that's a twist on the, the golden rule, which is we treat people the way we want to be treated. So it doesn't matter how they treat us. What matters is how we treat them. That's the standard of the kingdom and why that's important. We, we talked about all the reasons for that. Um, we've talked about the importance of, of being compassionate towards people that are lost and that um, you, you can't do that when you're critical and judgmental. You, you, you can only be compassionate when, when you realize that these people are lost and, and desperately need Jesus and, and that um, he wants us to be a compassionate people. Well, today... As we continue on in our study, we're going to look at at a couple of uh, verses in Matthew chapter 11. um, And we're going to talk about an amazing promise that comes from being a disciple. But you also have to understand that that it's entering into this promise that allows us to do all the things that we've been talking about. It's this promise. It's this amazing gift that actually allows us to be disciples and to do the things Jesus has called us to uh, and to change our focus from our focus from the temporary to the eternal. So these verses are found in Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30. Your scripture reading comes out of there. This is actually out of the message paraphrase, and I'll read it to you. It says, "Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me." And work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. And blessed be the word of the Lord. Those are, that's a wonderful set of verses that have some amazing things in there. I want to read you the same passage of scripture out of the NIV. And it says this, again, Matthew eleven, twenty-eight through 30. Come to me, Jesus said, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now, these verses... Have, have this amazing promise of rest that we need to enter into in order to be disciples. And, and Jesus uses in the NIV particularly, the, the, the word that he's using there, the word picture is about a yoke. And, and I want to talk about that. The first point that we got is this, that there is nothing like a good yoke. There's nothing like a good yoke. Matthew eleven twenty nine. take my yoke upon you and learn from me. So this is a word picture, and, and some, in, in case you don't know what a yoke is, let's talk about that. A lot of people don't know what a yoke is. Um, and, and in Jesus' time, the yoke he was referring to was a frame that fit like a collar on the neck and shoulders of two animals. And when the two animals were yoked together, the tasks were easier for them to perform. Uh, and in particular, if one of the animals was younger and less experienced, um, it could learn from the older, wiser, more experienced animal. And what Jesus is saying is that we're to be yoked to him. We're to be teamed up with him as we go through life. And as we do, we can learn from him. Um, because he is who he is, because he's Jesus, he'll take the fullest share of our burdens. 
linked to him, those verses saying, see, our burdens are truly made light. Now, this doesn't mean that we never have to go through difficulties in life. Uh, I've said oftentimes uh, in our discussions here that this is a fallen world, the planet's broken, and there are things that we're going to have to deal with, difficult things, hard things. Jesus even said uh, in, in John 16:33. this isn't in your notes, but this is the, the exact verse. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Jesus is saying, look, you're going to have difficulties, hardship. But, but he said, you can have peace in me, so take heart. For I've overcome the world. What it means is, is that as his disciples, we can experience rest and peace in the midst of difficulties. Because he's gentle, and he's humble, and he's with us, and he's for us. And so this is the picture of the yoke. Us being yoked to Jesus, the, the, the collared, shared. But him, the, the, the wiser, more experienced um, one leading us along, bearing the, the, the fullest part of the burden, and us just the part that, that he gives to us. But see, in there, it's, it's the, the tasks are easy. And see, to be called into, last week we talked about being in the harvest field, and, and to go in without being judgmental, and to do the things that we're supposed to do, um, we have to know that he's with us, and that he's not putting stuff on us that doesn't fit or that we can't handle. He's with us, and he's for us, and he wants us to really experience life Teamed up with him, yoked to him in the process. So, that brings up the second point. Is the yoke on you? Is the yoke on you? Matthew eleven twenty nine again. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. See, now one of the ways, and probably the best way of knowing how we're doing in the whole being yoked to Jesus thing, is, is this idea of experiencing rest in your soul. Are you experiencing as a disciple, as a child of the King, as a follower of Jesus, are you experiencing rest in your soul? As you go through your life, would, would you say that you find yourself to be mostly at peace or not experiencing peace? Are you, are you fearful and worried or do you have faith in peace? Are you, are you uh, able to... Uh, enjoy life? Uh, 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 do you see life as an adventure? Um, or is it just a burden, a hassle, a pain? See, these are the questions that we have to ask. And, and one of the things that should happen that we experience when we're, being, when we're in that yoke with Jesus is that you tend to be a joyful, more gentle person. You tend to be. None of us have this down all the time. But in, uh, overall, you tend to be a joyful, more gentle person. It'll happen because you're more eternally focused than temporally focused, than focused on the temporal. Um, you're more other-centered focused than you are self-centered uh, in the process. And as we change that focus, we begin to find life. Philippians 4, 4 says this, uh, verse 4 and 5. Rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Because Jesus is with us, uh, we're yoked to him, we're, we're teamed up with him, um, he's, he's right there with us, uh, that, that, that verse says you should be joyful, you should experience joy in your life, and, and in that process, you should be seen as someone who's gentle. Um, now, we've talked about that before, 
Uh, and I have to tell you this in this process, that being joyful and gentle is way easier when it's convenient. Um, <laughs> let, let me tell you by, what I mean by that. I'm going to tell you a story about me, okay, this week. So I'm sure you're all excited to hear it. That was sarcasm. Um, I was at the gym on uh, Wednesday. And Wednesday had been kind of a crazy day. And, and so I was a little stressed. Anybody ever been a little stressed? Things were a little hectic. I had maybe like three or four situations on my mind that were just spinning around in my brain. That's, that was what was happening in my world. So it was good. I went down to the gym. I thought, this is just what I need right now. I'm going to get a good workout in, and, and I'm just going to sort of, you know, uh, let this stuff kind of, you know, just move through the, the process. And so, so I went down to the gym. It was a good way to release some steam, and I'm, I'm getting into the, my workout, and I've, I've got my headphones on, and I've got Chris Tomlin just cranked up to the max, and I'm zoned into my workout. You know what I mean? And it feels good, and I'm sweating, and I'm feeling better. Okay. Um, I'm using some machines there, some weight machines, and I'm really not paying attention. But, but um, some, at some point uh, in the midst of working out, I, I let the machine go a little heavily. I don't know if you've ever done that, you know, and, and it made a clinking noise. And a, well, it was made of more of a crashing sound. And um, I didn't really think about it because, I mean, I have my headphones cranked on. And part of me kind of likes to do that. I get close to the end of the rep, and I, I, I let it go a little bit. You know what I mean? And I like to grunt a little bit when I work out. I, I, I do. That's just the reality. I don't know how you work out, but I, I like a little noise when I work out. Um, but the gym that I work out in is a co-ed gym. And apparently, not everyone likes grunting and the sounds of weights crashing down back into place. Some people like to sit quietly on a bike, a stationary bike, while they watch TV and, and enjoy that sort of process. And apparently they might actually dislike it very much if you're grunting and dropping the weight. Enough of a dislike that um, they'll actually stop what they're doing, enter your zoned out space, and ask you to be quieter. Now, the nice lady, nice lady, came and got my attention and said, could you please not drop the weights? And I'm sure she would have added and stopped grunting too, but she said not drop the weights. Now, what I said was, oh, I'm sorry. Now, the miracle in this story is that that is so far from what I was thinking that, that you, you, you have to be amazed. And so, so I have to tell you what happens in, in, in my world because it's not what I was thinking at all. This is what I'm thinking uh, in, in my mind. I didn't say any of these things, but this is what I'm thinking. I don't know if you can relate to this or not. I'm thinking, who do you think you are? <laughs> um, I thought to myself, why don't you get a headset and listen to music? Is it nice? Um, and, and then at some point, and, and I, I don't even know why I thought this, but I'm being real honest here because I tell you, I'm a sinner like everybody. I like, do you even know who I am? Not that that even makes a difference in the gym. But I had the thought, not that it means anything in life. 
And then one, and, and then I, so I'm thinking, I'm working out, and I'm, 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 and I'm, 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 anyway, and I'm being very careful to let the weights down and not to grunt and everything while I work out. But the whole momentary joy that I was experiencing was completely wiped out. And then I thought, I'm going to go and buy this lady a set of headphones and give them to her as a gift, you know, because you know how you heat burning coals on someone's head. But that's the total wrong motive, because because she didn't have to. And then and then. Um, then, you know, I start thinking, this is a gym. There ought to be a little grunting and crashing. It's gym noise. I, but that's a guy gym thing, I guess. And, and then I started thinking, but every once in a while, I'm just going to crash these weights anyway. <laughs> and then look like it was an accident. <laughs> oh, sorry. Now, the whole time this is going on, this verse is running through my head. Philippians 2.3. I put it in your notes. Do nothing. Out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility, consider others better than yourselves. Now, I've got the Lord quickening this spirit to me every time I have one of those, this word to me, every time I have one of those thoughts. But the thoughts aren't stopping. Do you ever fight like that? Do you ever do that? I'm being quiet, but I'm thinking, I don't want to be. I don't want to consider others right now. I just wanted to work out. I just wanted to do my thing. I didn't want to be messed with. I, why? You know, and I'm, I'm just... I'm not gentle <laughs> at all. And I, and I processed this for a while. And see, and so I think, and, I, and, and then finally I start listening and I go, I know this is a nothing thing. See, the thing is, I was self, self-focused at the moment. I didn't care about anybody else. It was wrong. And, and it was ultimately good that that lady told me what she told me because she was right. I shouldn't have been doing it. You're not supposed to do it there. It's just, I was... Just, it wasn't, anyway, see, the thing is, this is what I started thinking about in the whole process. Because, see, that was me. My focus was wrong. I obviously wasn't, there was no gentleness in me in that moment. It was only, you know, the, the, the grace of God that I didn't say any of the things that I was thinking and didn't, you know, act like a complete jerk. Um, because my, all, of my, all of my thought process would have made me that. And uh, I don't know if anybody here has ever done that. But, but it could have happened very easily, and it didn't. But see, here's, here's what I realized about this whole thing, was because I was stressed, and because I was dealing with stuff, and I really wasn't dealing with it with the Lord, um, I kind of got out of the yoke, out of His yoke. And all of a sudden, I'm pulling my own yoke. And when you're pulling your own yoke, you know what you end up with? A pain in the neck. Now, the pain in the neck wasn't that lady, although that was my self-focus. It was me. There was pain because I wasn't yoked the way I should have been. I wasn't caring about anybody else. I had totally lost my focus of what matters, of what's important, of what counts. The, the weights being dropped were not, it, it makes, and the, in this kingdom of God means nothing. All that matters is these people who need Jesus. And maybe she knows Jesus. I, and I keep thinking I'm going to tell this story and she's going to show up because I don't really remember what she looks like because I was seeing red. And, and I'll make her feel bad. She, she was right. And I wasn't in life. But see, it's, it's, the folk, it's when our focus is off, things begin to bother us that shouldn't. And it's a way of us knowing if we're yoked to him or not. It's a way of us sort of getting the idea of who's in charge. One of our favorite old sayings around here is this. If people are not on my heart, 
They're on my nerves. And see, we're called into a world where people need us to, to be gentle. To know that God is with us and that is bigger than us. And so if people aren't on your heart, you're probably not, number three, point number three, getting the yoke. You're not getting the yoke. Matthew 11.30, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That's Jesus saying, look, when you're walking with me, when you're my disciple, when you're following me, my burden is easy. My burden is light. My yoke is easy. So if you're spending the predominant majority of your time bothered, worried, fearful, anxious, irritated, if life seems more often like a giant pain in the neck, you're probably not getting the yoke. There's something that's not right. So what do you do? Philippians 4, 6 and 7. You've heard this verse a lot, lady, but it's critical. And this is finally what I got to in, in the wrestling through of my, my time at the gym. Do not be anxious. Philippians 4, 6 and 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. See, uh, after the, the other verse that I kept getting, the, Holy, you know, the Spirit kept quickening to me, consider others better than yourselves. Consider others better than yourselves. Consider, that's how it would come in. Consider others better than yourself. Steve, consider others better than yourself. Steve, Really? No, I'm mad. I'm angry. I just don't want to do that right now. I want to drop these weights. Consider other brother yourself. Finally. Okay. Stop. Stop pulling your own yoke. And get yoked back into him. Get, get hooked into his yoke. You change the focus from you to him. That verse tells us how to do it. You get thankful. So you change your focus. Don't be anxious. Am I anxious? Am I stressed? Am I worried? Is, is life a pain in the neck? Are these things happening? Then, then I need to change my focus from me to Him. I do it by getting thankful. God, my life is Yours. My time is Yours. Everything that I have is a gift from You. Even down to this next breath, it's all Yours. It all belongs to You. It's only by Your grace that I get to enjoy any of it. Don't let any of it ever take me away from knowing what matters and what counts. And that life is found in, in relationship with you and with others. And that you, you want me to live life in such a way that it impacts the people around me. It doesn't drive them away because they're not doing what I want them to do or it's inconvenient. But they, they know that you're real. They know that you care. This peace of God, when you do that, when you change that transition, all of a sudden this thing, and it's amazing that it happens, the peace of God, and even the scripture says that transcends all understanding. It doesn't make sense. This thing can change in you, and you can go from that irritated spot where you just want everybody to act right, and you want to let them have it. You can go from that spot to, it doesn't matter. In the scheme of things, it doesn't matter. And see, you know, there are some things in life that matter. Don't get me wrong. If someone's abusing you or if someone is, 
is, is you know, taking advantage of you unfairly. Or, or, there are things that matter. But I think that most of the situations we get annoyed at are just like what I expressed to you. Absolutely self-centered, self-focused things that don't make a difference in the kingdom. They just don't matter. But we get this thing on us like, who are you messing? Don't mess with me. Look, when, when you can catch yourself and stop and pray, settle down and get thankful, his peace comes into your soul and it's, it's rest in your soul. And that's what disciples get to experience. And you should experience that more than the other stuff. You should be experiencing far more rest and peace in your life than turmoil. You just should. Because you're following Him. You're yoked to Him. He's with you. He's for you. He's got you. In each and every situation. And see, His rest for our souls. See, this is how it all ties back in now. Because He's, he's told His disciples already a lot in these first 11 chapters of Matthew how they're supposed to live. You know, the list is big already. And if you were to try and do that in your own strength, it would feel like a burden. And he said, no, when you're my disciple, it's not a burden. It's a joy. When you're my disciple, you're at rest. And yeah, there's things you need to do. Yeah, but, but you're with me and I'm with you and I'm not asking you to do it alone. I help you. I'm there. Got you covered. And if you do those things, you're going to find life. And it's the things we talked about. Not being judgmental. Not being critical. Caring about the lost. Moving into the harvest field. Taking time for God. Hanging out with Him. All the things He's already been saying. These are the things you should do. But... When you do them with me, they'll bring rest to you. There'll they'll be life to you. And as we get that, see, then, then we can go and, and do the things he's called us to. It allows us to seek his kingdom first, knowing that he takes care of us. It, it allows us to, to not be consumed by trying to fix all the broken stuff in our life and, and being consumed by what he wants from us and watching him move into the broken stuff. His, his rest for our souls allows us to live without fear and worry. It, and, and, you know, listen, make sure that the yoke is on you today. Because that's where life is found. If life feels like a pain in the neck, get yourself back under the yoke. Because that's where you find life. And remember, guys, every day, keep telling you this, but every day, be thankful for five things. Encourage two people. So we can get one more lost child back to dad and live by trying to do the next right thing in his rest. Yoke to him. Amen? Amen. All right. Well, if you're watching my video or on television, thank you so much for watching. We're, we're glad that you did. If you need anything, call us, write us, email us. We'll do whatever we can to help you. And uh, we'll, we'll go from there. But uh, we're going to close with prayer uh, here tonight. So thanks for watching. Ministry team, those that are here, you guys.